I'm caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she try and grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a Henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bet. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 171 of Psychotic and Iconic. Pauls here along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Week one is here, baby. I can't believe it's, it's, We're it's finally NFL here. East. We're finally fucking here, man. This is great. This is insane. It's kind of weird because it doesn't feel right. But man, it it I'm feels so good. Happy. I can't it wait feels for tomorrow good. to get out of work tomorrow and just know at like eight o'clock I can turn on the pregame. Mm -hmm. I can pregame, and then at eight thirty we're ready to rock. I can't pregame. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, a devastating news. Bro. It's all right. Maybe I will, but who knows? But anyway, I believe in you. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> so write that down. Bro. I believe in you. That's how we're going to start this episode. That's great. That is great. Before we go into the NFL. I'm not a big college guy. I want to touch on Dion. I'm not a big college guy. I, I watch like the bowl games like Bama versus, you know, Texas A&M yeah. or something like that. I watched Colorado versus TCU on Saturday. Like I was the biggest Colorado fan in the world. The, the buffs, they're awesome to watch. Between Dion, his son Shador is a good quarterback. He is awesome. He's a proud sponsor of the Brady Band. 36 for 47, 510 yards and four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm I can't wait to watch him on Saturday. Now it gives me something to do on Saturday. Yeah, it's dope. I, mean, I think he's going to fucking stands. He's bringing some swagger to the uh, to the college to, to the college football. <laughs> That's crazy. I just missed that. It's crazy. <laughs> now nah, he's bringing some swagger to the coaching position in uh, in college. I think that's kind of what it's missing. It's like it's really it really is exciting. I mean, you can see like the un they're actually playing the the underdog role to perfect, and it's like awesome, and it's like motivational for like. You know, even kids that come from a small school and get transferred to a big school or, a, you know, an up and coming school kind of gives them a little bit of promise there. So it's pretty cool, man. And like with Dion, he's not buttoned up. He's doing it his way. No, nah, he's, he's saying he's whatever real. he wants to say. So I love it. He's authentically. Himself. I really do. I respect really it. Does. And he's and he's not apologetic for it. No, he's not. He doesn't allow. He's his not hard to find. He doesn't allow his confidence to offend your insecurity. Right. And he's not so. hard to find. You can find him. Boulder, Colorado. I ain't hard to find. No, he ain't. All right, let's do it. So tomorrow night, uh, NFL kicks off the season. Lions versus Chiefs. Chiefs are minus six and a half. I think that went down to four and a half, actually, with the Travis Kelsey news. Um, but they're saying five, five, four and a half. Yeah, some lines you can get five. Some lines you can get four and a half. According to his brother, Jason, he said that if the swelling goes down, there's optimism that he can play. Do you think he plays tomorrow? Absolutely not. It's week one of the NFL. If he doesn't play, he has 10 days off for the next game. Absolutely not. Why risk it this early? It doesn't make any sense. Um. So the Chiefs get their Super Bowl rings tomorrow. Do you think they play? Do you think he plays? Oh yeah, duh, I should answer that. Um, <laughs> part there's like seventy percent of me that thinks he does. Uh, there's I don't think there's any shot at all. <laughs> Who's he gonna throw the ball to, dude? Well, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, I guess. But I just I, I just feel like he plays. I just have a weird feeling because they haven't declared him out yet. Why not just declare him out? Because that's playing mind games with I the guess, with but... the with the game plan. Because if they know they're not, if, Tra if Travis Kelsey's not playing, it's gonna it's gonna help their game plan even more. Yeah, they can kind of like dumb it down to a degree. But you know, saying that he's questionable gives him some 
optimistic, you know, kind of mind game that, oh, man, you know, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. So they got to prepare for both angles. I still can't believe that the Lions are on opening night against the defending champs Thursday night football. That's mind-blowing to me for a team that hasn't won a playoff game since 91. They've came a long way. I'm so happy for them, bro. I'm rooting for – I swear, dude, I'm rooting for the Lions second to the Eagles. Really? That's how – I love them. Not the Bucks, With Baker? The Bake the big Show? Yeah, I'm rooting for the Bake Show. Or, 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 or what about Jet Up? Oh, it's Jet Up this it's year. It's Jet Up this yeah, year? Yeah, it's 100% oh, Jet Up. So it is Jet Up. It is the Bake Show. But I just love Dan Campbell. And you know who I'm, I'm – you know who I, like, I have sympathy for and, like, I really want him to succeed? Jared Goff. Because he gets a lot of scrutiny. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's played in arguably the best regular season game of all time, and he won it. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? I would just love to see that team do good. Um, what are the keys to victory for both squads? To me, it's really simple for the Lions. They need to run the air out of the football, set up play action, take shots down the field. They need to control the clock. They need to take TDs instead of instead of field goals inside the red zone. That's how you beat the Chiefs. you got to convert. They need to convert on third downs consistently throughout the entire game to sustain drives. They only ranked 14th last year with 40% third down conversion rate, despite having one of the best offenses last season. So for me, it's they need to control the ball, control the clock, and run the football down their throat and make big plays when they are available. That is the key to the game. For the Chiefs, they need to get off the field on third down. The def their defense was 22nd in the league last year on third down on, on, on third down last year. Without Chris Jones, this spells big trouble for this for this defense in this game. If the if the Lions do run heavy, which I do expect them to do, um, and you know the Chiefs with Chris Jones, they have a pressure rate of thirty seven percent, which is actually fourth in the in the NFL last season. Without Chris Jones, they were twenty nine percent pressure rate, which would put them in the bottom four in the in the NFL. To me, that is the tale of the game. They don't have Chris Jones. If Travis Kelsey's not there, I expect the Lions to to do what they need to do. Yeah, dude, I'm the same way. They got to run the ball down their throat, and it's yep. as simple as that. I'm really curious to see what they do with Gibbs because they were saying that Gibbs, uh, they're going to be utilizing utilizing him not just as a running back. Uh, that he we could knew be that. Playing, he could be playing wide receiver, I guess, maybe in the slot, which bodes well for fantasy owners of Montgomery. Mm. Um, especially near the goal line because Montgomery is more effective, more efficient, and better than Jamal Williams at this point in their career. Well, I think always he has. Oh, he's a between-the-tackle runner. Yeah, so I feel like if they come out and they run some sets like that, but everything you said with Chris Jones is the key. Mm. They're, they're not a really good defense without Chris Jones. Mm -hmm. And without getting pressure, Jared Goff could easily pick them apart because right. they have the wide receivers to do it, and Jared Goff isn't a bum. And for the Chiefs to win, it's it, there's one way for them to win. They probably got to score 35 to 40 points, and Patrick Mahomes has to be lights out. But if Kelsey doesn't play, can they do that? Can they realistically hang six, seven touchdowns on the Lions with Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony? Kadarius Tony's good, but I'm just saying, like, remember the Lions made some upgrades in the offseason. They got in the better. back into the they defense too. So yeah. you know, look, I, I I just like the Lions in this matchup personally. Yeah, I know you've been on them. Um, I mean, since the schedule came out, yeah. you've been saying that you liked him. Yeah, um, because it, here's my thing. Dan Campbell is such a motivator. Just to, him knowing that the Chiefs are going to, you know, get their rings that day. The hungry team in this game is going to win. And and the, the the Lions, to me, are the most hungry team because they have more to prove. The, the, the Chiefs already proved it. They're Super Bowl champs. I got it. Look, and even if they lost week one, it's not a concern. But the hungry team here is going to win in the Lions because I believe this team wants it a little bit more. And 
so they want to prove on the on a national stage that they are one of those teams that you got to watch out for this year yeah i agree um i'm picking so for me i think that i've been back and forth on this the whole time i'm gonna go with the lions mm -hmm. to win outright with the money line i just think that it's it's even if kelsey plays is he on a snap count is he limited does he trust his knee if he's got to make a cut right um, and I just feel like it's a good spot for the Lions because I feel like the whole world's going to bet the Chiefs. They're going to bet it like it's over. And it's just, it's not that easy. I, I will say this, though. Since 2000, this is a crazy stat. The Super Bowl champs in week one are yep. 14, 8, and 1 against the spread. So what we're saying is actually the opposite of what the, the betting, yeah. you know, uh, historical trend is, is going. But to me, I'm looking at it logically and I'm looking at the Lions building momentum and trying to prove themselves on a national stage. And I think there is no better opponent to do that than go against the Super Bowl champs. And that'll put a big that'll that'll do a lot for their confidence because last year they started out like shit. Right. And I feel like that put them in a hole, you know, psychologically. And then they caught on and got themselves going. They finished the year strong. They knocked Green Bay out of the playoffs. Um, are there any players you're specifically looking uh to watch outside of like your fantasy guys, because I'm I have Kadarius Kadarius Tony in both, mm. in both leagues. Okay, so is he one of your players to watch? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like there was a part of me that thought like if Kelsey's out, do I do I stick him in the flex because he has to get targets? But I just don't want to. I I don't trust that yet. Right, right. So for me, it's second year <laughs> Sky Moore. I want to see what he can do in this offense in the second year, along with Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, these look these are two fast guys on their offense, and Andy Reid he cooks up plays where he puts his players in the best position to succeed and utilize their speed. So I do expect to see that. Um, so I am looking forward to see the progression of those two players. And for the Lions side, it's Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. I mean, this backfield could potentially be one of the best in the league. I love him. Man. So for me, it's like, you know, and like, I just feel like those, that tandem is going to make a lot of noise in the league this year. And I'm also looking to see who's going to be the second option in the passing game for the Lions. Outside of Amon Ra, who is going to be the guy to step up? Sam Laporta? Marvin Jones Jr.? Who knows? Yeah. What uh, if it is Gibbs? What if, you know, Josh Reynolds? You know, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm curious to see that. Who is going to be the second option outside of Amon Ra? So those are the things that I'm paying attention to the most. Um, so, yeah, those are my players to watch in this game. All right, let's do a little fantasy stardom sit -em before we move on to our uh, season awards. Uh, starter sit, Jared Goff. I'm going to start here. Uh, I think Jared Goff, I mean, he's he's been fantastic the last couple of years. He's been with the Lions. Last year he had 29 touchdowns. Um, I'm, I, I think he's going to get off to a hot start here, too. I'm a start also. I don't think they have anybody that could cover Amon Ra one-on-one, -on -one, and I think that they're going to have zero pass rush. And if you leave Jared Goff back there, he could pick you apart. Right. Uh, starter sit Sky Moore. Start. I'm going to start here. Because, again, if Kelsey's not playing, who's getting the target? Somebody's going to have to take, you know, the, you know, the – the the bulk of the targets and i think that he's going to be the guy that they're going to get open because if they're going to utilize his speed i'm gonna start here uh if kelsey doesn't play if kelsey does play i'm sitting um but i just feel like with if kelsey doesn't play it's all about volume and opportunity mm. for him and the next guy we're going to talk about who i think is a better start option than sky Moore. Mm. uh starter sit Kadarius tony i have a start as well i mean look anytime you can have a chief's wide receiver on the outside and he's playing uh, i'll start him just to take a dart throw yeah, uh, I'm going to start here all the way. Um, like I said, I was thinking about. You got to be better, bro. What was that? Is that me? That's you. Damn. Sorry. Uh, got to be better, man. Here, you, 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 I'm rubbing off on you, bro. <laughs> That's not good. 
awful. Pause awful. on that too. Yeah. Way. Way. Um, no, I'm going to start. Um, again, it comes back to volumes and opportunity. And I think Kadarius Tony is their best wide receiver. Mm. Kadarius Tony's really good. It's just he can't stay healthy. He's talented. And he's and he could play the gadget guy. But we need to see more. Exactly. Because right. he always gets hurt. Right. Sam Laporta, starter sit. I'm going to sit on this one, but I wouldn't be surprised. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit on this one. I be, because what? I, I wouldn't be surprised. What? Can we rephrase that a little bit more? Oh, yeah. That's that's crazy. That's mega pause. I'll, I'll sit Sam Laporta on my fantasy team if I have him. Because Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what I'm going to get in production yet. So I'm going to wait and see on him. I think the upside's there. Apparently, he's had a really good camp, and he is just, he is the you know the bona fide tight end one on that team. But for me, I have to see how the Lions play it out first for me to actually be confident enough to put him in my roster. Uh, I'm actually a start on Sam Laporta hmm. because I think that, the like you said, the reports that were coming out were all positive. And they utilized Hawkinson. Mm. So they utilized their tight ends. Right. And I just feel like somebody's got to get those passes. Yeah. I mean, look, that's a good point. I don't hate the point at all. But to me, I just, I'm going to wait and see with Laporta because I really like them this year in fantasy. But I just, I have to be confident enough yeah. to really put him in the lineup. Marvin Jones Jr. starter sit. I'm going to sit this one too. On uh, I, I just... A lack of trust for me. But again, who is going to be the second option in the Lions offense? If they were the one of the best offenses last year, the second wide receiver in this offense could theoretically eat all year. So I feel like the second one's Josh Reynolds. Yeah. But Marvin Jones coming from Jacksonville, you know, yeah. I'm going to sit this one out for that. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm sitting too on Marvin Jones Jr. Just because I, I, it's the uncertainty factor, like you said, but I just would trust the tight end more than Marvin Jones at this point. Fair. Uh, Jameer Gibbs or David Montgomery? Start both yep. confidently. The Lions will run the football, and they're going to run it effectively, especially without Chris Jones. I love these guys to start in my lineup. Even if I had David Montgomery in my flex, I'm playing him. 100%. Because I think, like I said, David Montgomery is a better runner than Jamal Williams. Right. And I think that if you're sitting there and they're saying that they're, they're utilizing Jameer Gibbs in the pass game, <sighs> I mean, it's it's all day long. Because they're going to score points tomorrow night. That tomorrow night's game is going to be a high-scoring game. What's the over/under? Fifty-three and a half. Something. Fifty-three like that. and a half. Yeah. You think it's over/under? Over. I think both teams Ooh. are in the thirties. Wow. I'm going to go under. Regular. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I think a lot of people look at that line like, ah, oh, it's a little low, especially with those two offenses. But with you know, with Kelsey out, I actually do expect the Chiefs to kind of struggle a little bit. I really do. I think it's going to happen. But we will I, see. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm betting against. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes here, but look, I've seen the Patriots be the Super Bowl champions and Tom Brady, right? And they got their ass busted by the Chiefs in week one. Remember when Kareem Hunt went crazy? Yeah. Shit can happen. That's kind of how I see this shit going. All right, let's move on. Let's do our season-long awards. We're going to do MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and Coach of the Year. Mm. I know, I'm, I'm sorry, and Comeback Player of the Year. Come back. You want to start it off? Yeah. So my MVP is Trevor Lawrence. To me, it's it's not even uh, a question. They had the easiest schedule, in my opinion, in the NFL. Absolutely. Like based on based on what I looked at, I like Trevor Lawrence this year. I'm high on Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is going to be a fucking monster this year. He might. I mean, he. he we'll talk about him later. But that guy is a certified stud, and I, I'm looking forward to watching him play football. And when you, when you have Trevor Lawrence and you have a really high octane offense in the Jaguars, along with Doug Peterson as a mastermind offensive coach, I think that's a great recipe. 
Uh, go read them all the way down, then I'll go. Okay, defensive player of the year. I got I got Michael Parsons, hands down. He's the best defensive player in the league. It's not close. Uh, offensive player of the year. I struggled with this with, with this one. I have Garrett Wilson. I think oh, Garrett wow. Wilson is going to have a Devontae Adams type of year with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to have 12-plus touchdowns. I think he's going to have 1,600 yards. I mean, look, let's face it. Who else are the opposite? Who, who, who else is on the wide receivers on that team? Me, Cole Hartman, I'm good on that. Randall Cobb, I'm good on that. Alan Lazard, I'm good on that. Garrett Wilson's the guy. I see a bunch of target share for him this year. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson with Offensive Player of the Year. Coach of the Year, Dougie P. I think I think this team is up and coming. I think Doug Peterson's going to get his flowers this year, and people are going to be like, "Wow, he turned that franchise around that quickly!" And they're going to be the one seed. Spoiler alert: I got them as the one seed. I I bought in. I'm I'm a fucking believer, man. I am. I sold you that bad. I'm a believer. I look at the schedule; it just makes total sense. They are in the easiest division in the league, and I think they're going to get their flowers. Their offense is going to be wildly explosive. <laughs> Offensive rookie of the year: I got Jameer Gibbs. I think the Lions are going to set him up for success. I know David Montgomery's there, but if he can catch passes and he can run between the tackles and 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 break away like he's like he's been doing and be that big play back, I I like I, I like Jameer Gibbs this year. Defensive Rookie of the Year, give me Jalen Carter as a dart throw. This guy in the preseason was literally unstoppable. I've watched him in the limited snaps that he played, and not one motherfucker could block him. That's a fact. I watched it. Comeback player of the year, DeMar Hamlin. That's just what it's going to be. But I think Calvin really could make a case too. So DeMar Hamlin is the humanity pick, I would say. But Calvin Ridley is going to be the one that makes the biggest impact. So I'm going to go DeMar Hamlin slash Calvin Ridley for that. Okay, so we were very similar, and that really this sucks. So my MVP is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I love him at plus 1,600. Uh, I think those are great odds. I think the Jags are going to be explosive this year. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be the best team in the AFC by far. Mm. Defensive player of the year is Micah Parsons. I'm picking Micah Parsons because all I hear is LT 2.0. Show me, just show me. He and, has though, and have better stats than Hassan Reddick. Yeah, but you got to understand though, like when you watch like Micah Parsons, he stands out on the screen, bro, because of his name. No, it's and because of his production. Star. No, he's all around the football. Like, but come on, he's he's a, he's a beast. Hassan produced more statistically, yeah. But but Hassan had a better defensive line than Michael Parsons. That's it. That matters. Michael Parsons getting double teamed and shit like that. Yeah, that matters to me. So we'll stats. So anyway, stats to that. I let's go on defensive player of the year. Michael offensive Parsons, player of the year. Show up. Offensive player of the year. I got Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is in for another big year. Joe Burrow is about to sign a record uh, breaking deal. And I think that Jamar's going to be coming up for his contract, and that's that. Coach of the year, Doug Peterson. He's a top five head coach, and it's not even it's not even close. He gets so much disrespect, and after turning the Jags around, after starting three and eight, and finishing nine and eight, winning a playoff game after being down by twenty eight, that is going to pay dividends. And that experience, there's no price tag on that experience that that young group got. And you add Calvin Ridley to the fold now to go with Christian Kirk, who had 130 targets. Mm. Come on now. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I have Jordan Addison. I love Jordan Addison this year. He had 100 and se- last year. Adam Thielen had 107 targets. Mm. They lost Dalvin Cook too. I just feel like like I know T.J. Hawkinson's there, but I think Jordan Addison steps in and contributes right away with all the attention being on Hawkinson and Jefferson. I think he can eat because I think he's really talented. Defensive Rookie of the Year is Jalen Carter. He was the consensus number one overall pick. 
Wow. And he fell because of character issues. He's in a perfect spot. He has veteran leadership around him. And the Eagles are like a family. You never see that bullshit happening like you see in Dallas or other teams on the Eagles because they have leadership and they're together. Right. And it starts with Jalen Hurts and it starts with Nick Sirianni all the way up to Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie. Um, and then comeback player of the year is myself because I'm coming in fantasy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. I will not come in last in fantasy again this year. And I'm winning that bitch. And All that right. trophy is coming back here, except it's going to be on this side. Mm, no see. comeback player of the year is going to be Lamar Jackson. I feel like everybody's down on Lamar Jackson, and I don't understand it. He got paid. He's got the best weapons he's ever had. Lamar Jackson can play football. They got a new offensive coordinator and Tom Munkin. That J.K. Dobbins is back. Zay Flowers, you, what, what can Odell be? Can Odell give you 800 yards? You got Rashad Bateman. I, I love I love Lamar Jackson this year. But I think that if Demar Hamlin plays, starts, stays healthy, he's going to get it just off of pure what happened last year that I won't go into. What if Lamar Jackson doesn't what, – what does he have to do for you to really solidify that he's him this year? If he makes the AFC Championship game, but I, but I would think so. Anything short of that, no. it's like you're looking at him sideways. No, I think that for people to give Lamar Jackson the respect that he deserves, I think he's got to get to an AFC chip. But I think that for me, my feelings won't really change unless he like misses the playoffs. Then I'd be like, you missed the playoffs. You just got paid. You were crying for your money. What if he gets bounced out of the wild card? It happens. He still got there. Uh, I don't know. When you pay somebody that that amount of money, and you get the weapons. I feel like that's a disappointment. Well, his weapons are a rookie and OBJ that's washed up. And that's just the truth. I don't care what everybody's saying about OBJ and about those guys. You know OBJ's washed up. This guy said he could throw for 6,000 yards with this team. He did say that. So what the fuck is he supposed to say? I'm going to throw for two? Well, no, you don't You don't put a 6,000 passing yard season on, on record like that. Pat Mahomes didn't even throw for that last year. Look, maybe he can. He's not no, going no, I'm to. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe he really believes that. Not maybe he can. He's not throwing for 6,000 I'm yards. sure they all believe that shit. Yeah, of course. Of I'm course. sure they all believe that. But if he's saying he could throw for 6,000 yards with this unit, I don't want to hear the excuses of the lack of wide well, receivers. I think people still believe – I think players mostly still believe that Odell Beckham is Odell Beckham from 2016. I like Lamar. I, I do. I, I really do. I, I'm just hard on him and as a passer. I want to see it more consistently. And look, now he's got OBJ, Zay Flowers, yada, yada, and Mark Andrews. I want to see him throw for more than 3,000 yards in a passing season. If he plays a and, full and, season, and I think he will this year. I think he will, he will crack the 3K since 2019. He should. If he throw, if he plays the entire season, it's not even going to be close. He's going to be over that by eight, 900 yards. Is he going to hit 4,000? If he plays the full season, absolutely. Is he going to hit 4,500? He'll, he'll teeter around there. It'll be over 4,000. I would say I'd be shocked. 4,000 to be around there. I'd be shocked if he throws for 4,500. But by the same token, I, I need answers here because if Josh Allen makes the playoffs and gets bounced in the divisional round, do you give up on him? Is he not him? Well, he's he he really is him. He'd been to an AFC chip game. It was four years. It was three years ago. And he should have won, hey. truthfully. But whatever. It is what and it I is. I should have had an eight-inch cock, but I don't. But I would take I, oh, I would take I would take Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. And it's, it's to me, it's not even in question. I, I I mean, I don't really understand that. It's definitely a question. It's absolutely a question because you can't really say anything. Josh Allen can throw for fucking five thousand yards, have fucking forty something touchdown passes, runs the same amount as Lamar Jackson, and we're over here talking like Lamar Jackson 
who is a elite thrower of the football and hasn't cracked 3,000 passing yards since 2019, and you're going to sit here and tell me that he's in the same breath as Josh Allen is fucking ludicrous. No, bro. It's just it's, it's ludicrous. I know Josh Allen's your guy. It's ludicrous, I know bro. he's your baby, and you got to defend him. And I'm, try I'm just trying to teach you here. You're talking about Josh <laughs> Allen. You're talking about Josh Allen. Oh, he throws for 5,000 yards. He does this. He does that. He has a true number one. He didn't pop until he got Stefan Diggs. He was fucking trash his rookie year. But Stefan Diggs got better with Josh Allen. He did, but he so was what? But Stephon Diggs was still a top 10 receiver. But, they, but it, it's it's still fair to say they they, they can both need each other, it, though. Stefan Diggs definitely needed Josh Allen to put Stefan Diggs in the top five wide receiver category. I'm sorry, Diggs. Because Stefan Diggs was not a top five guy without Josh Allen. He wasn't. Nick, he was a top 10 guy, and he went to the NFC Championship game with Case Keenum, but bro. But he wasn't a top five wide receiver consensus he's been okay. the top five top three top two whatever you wanted to whatever you want to put him right, in at he was that. in the top five lamar jackson's never had a top 30 wide receiver he's never had a top 30 but he's wide had receiver. a top two tight end i didn't say tight end so what but he, josh allen never had a tight end dawson knox what the fuck is that dawson knox had like 12 touchdowns two years in ago. the red zone but he's not a consistent threat so he's not have, a threat like that so would you, you don't go into the game like oh my god we gotta we, we gotta prepare for dawson knox nobody talks about that so would you rather have a top five wide receiver or a top three tight end it depends it depends on, on, on how to use them because look at kc they have no wide receivers and they had travis kelsey and they won the super bowl what bro it's patrick mahomes it's josh allen they have but josh allen's not in the same breath as patrick not mahomes. not successfully no but stats wise he's right up there he huh. is statistically he's up there passing touchdowns you know, and guards you no know statistics don't tell the whole story they bro. don't but he's actually doing it he's running and he's passing he and doesn't have a run game anywhere either. it's not getting him anywhere and 2020, and it's not getting Lamar anywhere either. Exactly, and that's so all. So what? So my point is, is that they're in the same fucking room. They're not. They're not. They, they Josh, the I would road. take Josh Allen as my quarterback over Lamar Jackson. And if you say you take Lamar over Josh Allen, I have questions about you. I think you. it's close. I think it's close. And <laughs> I don't understand. Crazy. I just need that's it outside insane. of. He throws for 40 touchdowns. Okay, and he throws for 20. And he runs for 10 or eight. Eight to ten Bro, touchdowns the dude with eight hundred fucking rushing yards. He he's had, the running game and the passing game, like he, his whole offense. And he's also the league leader of fucking turnovers. The guy had forty-two touchdowns and thirty-two turnovers, and still makes it farther than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson he, got he hurt. Has, he has all these turnovers and still makes it further than Lamar Jackson. No, please explain that. Lamar Jackson got hurt. Lamar Jackson got hurt. So you would take a hurt quarterback over a guy that produced oh, statistically it, like that. That's insane. No, bro. No, Come that's on. not what I'm saying, Come bro. On, that's bro. not what I'm saying. Come on. Bro, yo, Come this on, is what I'm buddy. saying. You're saying 40 touchdowns, and I'm just telling you, you only look at the good with Josh Allen. I look at the bad. No, no, all, that, the no, 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 no. Roll the tape. I have criticized Josh Allen even, even after on a clip. I beat it into your fucking no, brain no. that he was being wildly overrated, and I was 15 months no. ahead of saying that Josh Allen is the most overrated fucking no. player in the league. I recognize that when I had him in fantasy, he would give me a lot of negative points <laughs> in the most crucial times. I have recognized that last season. I didn't ignore it. I just you think that Josh Allen. I was saying straight up, Joe Burrow is better. Josh Allen is fucking overrated. What am I missing on Josh Allen? What am I missing here? And all I'm saying is, is that when that uh, AFC championship game happened against the Chiefs, that broke Josh Allen and the Chiefs. That broke that fucking team. Could be. That broke that team, bro, because they've regressed and gotten worse each year. I don't hate that take. I don't hate that take. You bro. shouldn't because it's a good take and it's a right take. But and th But that's my point on that. That is my point on that. If Lamar Jackson throws for 4,000 yards and has 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, would you rather have 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, and 30 turnovers? I would argue the Titans kind of broke Lamar Jackson. 
I mean, well, Lamar Jackson right? came back. That was no, and that was no, a, no, no, no. That's incorrect. Why? Because Lamar Jackson went further the year after that Titans loss. Because Lamar Jackson came back and avenged that loss and won the game. Josh Allen went to an AFC title game, lost in the divisional round twice, and that's the problem. That's, that's the still, problem. That's still respectful though. The AFC is is, is a tough crowd, so to make it, it there and be a top seed like that year in and year out, that's got to speak something to the quarterback. They've been a top. They've been a consistently top AFCC team. Bro, they should. They have a top five quarterback and wide receiver combo. That's what I'm saying. And, but but that's my point. And we're sitting here talking like so, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's never had a top thirty wide receiver. That's a and it might not. It might even be a top fifty. And we're sitting here with a rookie and Zay Flowers, and Odell Beckham washed up Odell Beckham, and we're talking about he's got great weapons. Now look, Lamar Jackson's said, an idiot he, for saying that. He said. But stop going off. Stop going off of Lamar Jackson. Why? I'm just simply saying here, if Josh Allen was on the Ravens, it would be the same fucking thing. It would be the same exact thing, except Josh Allen's stats would look prettier. But I don't know if they would. But that team wouldn't be any better or any worse. That team would not be better, any better or any worse. And in fact, they might even get worse because all those fucking turnovers, that group of wide receivers and that piss poor running game wouldn't be able to overcome. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs they make those turnovers a lot easier to overcome with that stout-ass defense. So who would be a better combination, Lamar Jackson and Stephon Diggs or Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? I would say Josh Allen because Josh Allen can throw a better deep ball. Let me ask you another question. Who would be another? Who would, better, who would be a better combination, Josh Allen and Mark Andrews or Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews? I don't know about that. Come on. I don't know about that. Because everybody, Mark Andrews is the second best tight end in the game. Come Who's on, throwing him the ball? Come on, fam. Why? Why? Come on, fam. Tell me, tell me, tell me why. Don't Yo, say come on, fam. Somebody get this man a napkin, bro. He's sweating over here. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, I'm, like waiting it. For you to I'm waiting for you to tell me something that I don't and know. And I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for Lamar Jackson to throw for 3,000 yards. And I that's haven't seen it since 2019. Say, and I'm waiting but for Josh Allen not to have 30 true. fucking turnovers. But that's true, though. It is true. Josh Allen has had more success the last four years than Lamar Jackson has. And it's, it's, it's a fact. Statistically and Look, playoff success. You know why I won this argument? That's all. Because Josh Allen, we last year they were talking Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league, and I kept saying he's overrated. He's not better than Joe Burrow, and now he's being rated as the fifth best quarterback in the league Who behind Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Trevor Lawrence, according to most people. And where's Lamar Jackson at? Lamar Jackson's like eight nine. Okay, so what are we talking about here? Lamar Jackson was never regarded as the best quarterback in the league, better than Patrick Mahomes. Well, he was up there when he won the MVP. They were saying that he was a top five. Nobody ever put Lamar Jackson above Patrick Mahomes. No. And whoa, whoa. I never put Josh Allen over, over Patrick Mahomes, bro. bro. Everybody was saying he was the best player in the league, bro. But, but who's I'm, everybody? I'm going to have to pull some tapes. Everybody on the network, I you have, may have even said I've that. never said he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to have to pull some tape because I think that's a little bit of And cap. you can. I think it's and, a little and, bit of And cap if I though. did, you can expose me. That's okay. I, I, I'll, 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 I'll take gonna, it on the chin. I'm going to have to. Whoa. Yeah, that's I'm going to have to go back and look because I'm, ju I'm just saying, bro. I think it's ludicrous, man, what you're talking over I here. don't, because I'm not saying anything that's outlandish here. All I'm saying is that Josh Allen ain't this perfect fucking guy. And that's fair. That's unstoppable. That's fair. And you could say that. And you all you're say harping that. on Lamar Jackson is he can't throw for 3,000 yards. Okay, the last two years, he missed five games. Prorate his yards per game, and he would be he would be well over 3,000. He would be close to 4,000. It, it would doing, not be close to 4,000. It would be around 3,200. In five games, bro, 33, so, he would throw 30, so he would throw for 30 yards a game over five games. You want to do the math? Do it. What's his average yards per game and prorated over five games? Even if it's even if it's 100 yards a game, you add 25, 29 and 500 is 34. All and right. he's throwing for more than 100 yards a game. So Lamar Jackson last year, right, yeah. missed five games, correct? Yes. Threw for 2,000. 
threw for 2,242 yards in 12 games. Oh, well, I thought it was 2,900. I'm sorry. I thought you said 2,900. No. I'm sorry. I thought you said 2,900. Then obviously. 2,242. Yeah. Right. Divide that by 12. He's through for 187,000. I mean, 187, <laughs> 187 yards per game. If I add 187 yards times five, that's 935 plus two, two, four, two. It's about 3177. So about 3200. And, it I and I think that that's excellent with Devin DuVernay and, and Demarcus Robinson and backup running backs. I don't know. I think it's excellent. It's I, excellent that he's able to do that in a run heavy pit and a run heavy game. I disagree, but that's okay. All right, let's move on because that wasn't even supposed to go there, but you got me all fucking heated. That's awesome, totally. though. That's good content. I hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> I really do. I hope you. I hope the listeners enjoyed that. That's a good answer. That's a, that's. I I believe what I believe, and you believe what you believe, and that's what makes psychotic and iconic. I think I was psychotic there because I'm sweating. That's I'm great. Pissed the fuck off, and you got me pissed off. Think, that's. I'm so happy about that. I think cardiologists would love that. Yeah, yeah bro. My. Whew, I need the flare. Right. <laughs> for real for real all right um let's go into it let's do the ns let's pick our nfc and afc standings uh this year nick give me the nfc first all right the number one team i got the philadelphia eagles number two i got the san francisco 49ers number three i got the new orleans uh new orleans saints four i got the detroit lions five dallas cowboys six minnesota vikings and seven i got the seattle seahawks in my nfc predictions all right number one i have the eagles mm. number two i have the seahawks Number three, I have the Lions. Number four, I have the Saints. Number five, I have the 49ers. I hate that pick. Number six, I have the Vikings. And number seven, I have the Cowboys. Why do was, you hate that pick? I just don't think the, the 49ers are going to be what everybody thinks they're going to be. Like, I feel like when you look at everybody, like everybody's picking them to go right to the NFC title game, 14 and three, 13 and four. And I just think it's, I think the Seahawks are better than them. And but I think they the signed Seahawks Bosa, are, though. They signed Bosa. They did. He got that was he, he got, got paid. I think that's a little overpay. Yeah, in my opinion, well, but he, got but shut he is down. a good player. He got shut down by Lane Johnson. On that's one a fact leg, on one leg, and that's a fact. So um, Seattle is up there for you. I love Seattle this year at number two, huh? Yeah, I think this. I think this. I think Seattle's really good, dude. And I think they're being really underrated. I'm sorry, did you say the Vikings are in there? I have the Vikings at six. Me too. Um, and you know what's crazy about this? I, I actually believe the Dallas Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC. And the reason why I have them at five is because they're not going to win the division. Like, to me, I, I think they're a better team than the San Francisco 49ers. I think they have a better I, – I, I like their defense. Their defense this year is going to be fucking stout. Well, they have the better I know the Niners too. have a good defense, too. Don't get me wrong. But I think Dallas is one of those teams that there's nobody's really talking about. And that's what makes me like, okay, like, you know, last year when I watched them, Zeke was kind of holding them back a little bit. Now they got Tony Pollard. They don't have that confusion of who's going to be the back. Tony Pollard's the guy. I like that. They they added Brandon Cooks. I know Kellen Moore left, but we have to give some credit to Mike McCarthy too. He's a damn. He's a, he's he's got to be a good coach. He's the only one that led Aaron Rodgers to a Super Bowl, so that has to count for something, right? Right? Because yeah. he hasn't made no, it. I, I got you there. So I, I to me, that. it's like I think a lot of people are are underrating Mike McCarthy's ability to call the offense. So I, I like the Dallas Cowboys this year and in, in, in their offense and their total team. I think the Cowboys are going to be in a dogfight. That's why I have them at seven. I, like I said, I see the Cowboys. If they, I think if they win ten games, that's a great season for them. I think they're a ten, a nine, why? ten win team. I don't like the loss of Kellen Moore. I think that's going to be a bigger impact than people think. You've got to remember now, yo, you're going from the offensive coordinator that led the league in offense. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a big loss. Like, people are talking about the Eagles losing six. But the players spiking. are still there. 
The players are. are still there, and they added Brandon Cooks, and they got rid of the dead weight in Zeke. Quote, unquote, dead weight. Like, I, look, look, I think Zeke can have an impact on the Patriots. I'm not saying he's washed by any means. I think he has a role on that team. But what I'm saying is I think that he held that offense back a little bit last year. See, I disagree on that, and that's mainly because Zeke is the best pass-blocking back in the league. Fair. And my my thoughts with Tony Pollard are, and I talked about this, I think what Tony Pollard averaged like 20 fantasy points a game over like the last seven weeks of the season or something like that. But he was not in on on third, on three down. He wasn't, a, excuse me, he was not a three down back. He wasn't carrying a full season's load. Like you've never seen Tony Pollard have 300 touches. Now you're having Mike McCarthy saying that we're going to play ball control, take the ball out of Dak's hands, and we're going to run it down your throat. That's cool. Can Tony Pollard handle that in his first season as a starter carrying that load? And coming off a broken leg. So that's, I just have questions about the Cowboys. And I do think that they, like on paper, they improved, but it's like, and I know that's a great point with Mike McCarthy, but it's like, I don't know. He's just like vanilla to me. I, I he's get like, it. He's like a fat Jason Garrett. I get it. But look, he got Aaron Rodgers to his only I, no, Super that's Bowl. That's a really good point. And nobody that's talks really about point. that because Aaron Rodgers has been good and great without him regardless. He just never made the big game. So we we completely dismissed Mike McCarthy because he was out of the league for a little bit and then went to Dallas. And he hasn't had success yet in Dallas, right? So to me, it's like everybody's writing him off. So like to me, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't like it. I mean, look, Tony Power last year had 1,000 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. He averaged 5.2 yards a carry. Like yeah. this guy is effective. A hundred percent. Tony so, Power's a good back. Like I said, it's just... Those are, but I was talking about that way in before the year. That, but I've 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 had the same thing about the Cowboys, and I just don't trust them. I just don't trust them, like because they, the Cowboys to me, I don't like the situation with the whole Trey Lance thing. I don't I don't think it derails in them in any in any way. I don't know, not that it derails or them. give or or gives Dak any bad blood towards the owner. Uh, I don't see it that way because Trey Lance isn't he hasn't been successful yet. So why would that. I be scared for my job? But let Dak Prescott come in through five games, let them be two and three. He have three touchdowns and six interceptions. I guarantee you Cowboys are calling for Trey Lance. Oh, and and they'd be foolish because next year Dak has a cap hit of 60 million. So what, oh, I know that. So they, yeah. yeah. So what are you going to do? Eat 60 million and bench our quarterback for Trey Lance who hasn't done shit in the league. That would yeah. be fucking foolish. But, but that would that when you start having that type of turmoil, look, look what it did to Carson Wentz. It broke him in half. Now, granted, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. But when you're calling for the backup, yeah, but you're going to base off hype. If you actually watched it, like Trey Lance was anything but impressive. No, I understand that. Trey Lance so that's trash. why I'm like, there really is no threat. Yeah. You know I, what I, mean? I just feel like it was like a sideways move. It was an underhanded move by Jerry Jones because now what he was doing is, is he's trying to see next year when Dak Prescott is, a, is a, he has one more year and then he's a free agent and he cannot be franchise tagged. So he brought Trey Lance to try and salvage him because now that's his leverage if Dak Prescott wants a, wants a, $300 million deal. It is all about leverage. And he doesn't want to pay him. Sure. But you went behind the quarterback and the head coach's back. and Look. that. But it's unnecessary drama, bro. And that's what the Cowboys are. But see, that's the thing. It's like, why are we saying that the Cowboys kind of quote-unquote backstab Dak because they didn't call him to go trade for Trey Lance? Like, I don't, I don't see the Chiefs you know, backstabbing Patrick Mahomes when they sign a backup quarterback. But but I'm, I, I guarantee you, I don't the owner see of the Chiefs doesn't sign somebody without letting Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes know. I guarantee you, Jeffrey Lurie would not go and sign Trey Lance without talking to Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. I guarantee you, it's the lack of respect. What's but what's so disrespectful about it? You don't have any any 
any ownership of this team. I run this team. So, like, I call the shots. But You're just a player. I understand that. But that I paid you handsomely for to do your job. That's condescending. Would you Why be upset? So, if, if, would you be upset if you walked into work tomorrow and there was an intern up, up in your cube and you had no idea he was coming in and they said you got to train him? That's completely different. No, you're acting not. like, yes, it is. Because you, it, what you're saying based on your contacts is if Trey Lance walked into the Cowboys locker room, he was going to take Dak's locker. No, no, no. Nobody's taking my cube, bro. I, nobody's taking your cube, but I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you would feel some type of way. Like, yo, you didn't even tell me that you hired him. You didn't let me get prepared. I came in here and I just found somebody sitting in my queue ready ready for me to train them. But the NFL and real life is two different applications because it takes a little bit of a process for the new guy to get into a work field versus a guy who gets traded in the NFL because it happens in an instant because you're battling with other teams to get his services. All you got to do, go play the clip of Dak Prescott when he said that, and that's all you need to tell because his body language was like, what the fuck? And that's exactly what it was. Did you see the interview? I didn't see the interview. Oh, actually. okay, then I'm dead serious. After this, we'll watch it because you'll understand my point to this when you watch that interview. I'm interested. Can we pull it up somehow? <laughs> We will after the show because it's, right. it's like it's a it's a 30, 45. I'm about to pull up. All right. You said it's 30, 40 minutes. It's no, 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 not that long, but it's a little bit long. If it's 30, 40 minutes, I would be greatly concerned no, if he was talking about a backup quarterback long. in trade lands for 30, 40 minutes. No, you'll <laughs> see, you'll see his uh his body language. But go on to the AFC for me. Give me your uh give me your standings. I already gave you guys the earlier pick. I got the Jacksonville Jaguars number one. Their schedule is is extremely cake. <laughs> and this offense is wildly explosive. I mean, you buy in. I did buy in. I did. I looked into the schedules. I think it makes sense. The, the addition of Calvin Ridley. I'm very high on Calvin Ridley this year. I think he is about to really take off. He, I know he hasn't played football in a little while, but when I watch him in this preseason, you know he is going to be ingratiated into this offense, and they have a lot of packages for him to be successful, and you have Dougie P at the helm. I think it's a no-brainer. I love Calvin Ridley and the Jags this year. I like them in number one. Number two, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Mainly based on pure respect, I think. I don't think they're the second best team, but I'm going to go based on respect here. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champs. I like it. Number three, I'm going to go to Baltimore Ravens. I actually really like their team this year. I like the way they're constructed. I think they're going to run the football. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a nice impact this year. I like the Ravens defense. They've always been a good defense. They've always run the football. They've always controlled the clock. And now they have a little bit of weapons on the outside for Lamar. I think it's going to boost their, their, their overall team. Now, number four, I got the Miami Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are explosive. I think this team, but this team could also be the ones on the, on the outside looking in. However, I just, I'm going to take a chance and on Tyree kill Jalen Waddle, and I'm going to take a chance on to his health. Maybe he learns the way to, to slide this time this year. And number five, I got the Los Angeles Chargers. I think this team is primed and ready to make a Super Bowl run this year with Kellen Moore at the helm. But I got them as a wild card because I think the Chiefs are going to win the division, obviously. And number six, I got the Buffalo Bills. I think they slip a little bit, but I still think they find a way to get into the playoffs. Number seven, I had the Cleveland Browns. This is the this, I did this, not see that. Dude. This, That's is, awesome. this is my sleeper team this year. They run the football really well. I love the Zadaria Smith uh, signing with Miles Garrett. They're going to cause a lot of havoc on on, on, on uh, opposing quarterbacks. And Cleveland last year, I think they were top five in uh, passing yards allowed. That's a good recipe if you ask me. So if you can get after the quarterback and you can kind of slow the, you know, the passing game a little bit, I think you have a really good chance to win, especially when you have Nick Chubb. And if Deshaun Watson is anything like he was in Houston, this team 
has real big up, uh, big upside with Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Elijah Moore. I think this team is is going to be a sleeper team. They could trade for a wide receiver. They, they could. Maybe Mike Evans. Mm. Yeah. You never know. Maybe. All right, number one, I had the Jags. Uh, I think that they have the inside track, similar to what the Eagles did last year when I picked the Eagles to be the one seed. I don't necessarily think they're the best team in the AFC, although they could be, but they have the schedule and the division to make that possible. Mm -hmm. Number two, I have the Chiefs. I actually loved your um, your dialogue on that, your monologue on that, excuse me, because like they're not the second best team, but it's pure, it's the respect factor. Yeah, They're not, and so... But I have to give Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid that respect until I see otherwise. Number three, I have the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I'm very curious to see about Joe Mixon this year. Because I feel like he's had a quiet offseason. I know because he got in trouble with the law and shit. But curious to see what happens with Joe Mixon this year. Number four, it's Jetta. The Jets are winning that division. Um, I love the Jets this year, obviously. I think Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson is Devontae Adams Jr. I think Aaron Rodgers is coming back with a chip on his shoulder. Um, I think there has been a lot of shit talked about Aaron Rodgers, even coming from me. And I just feel like the way it ended in Green Bay and how he's talking now, the leadership role he's taking on, you can see on Hard Knocks, like the guys love him. It's like a total, it's like a rebirth, whatever that darkness did, it was like a rebirth of that guy. Number five, I have the Ravens. Um, it's funny. I was between the Ravens and the Chargers here. And I didn't really know which one to pick to miss the playoffs here. Because I'm like, one of those teams, the Ravens, the Chargers, one of these really good teams is going to miss the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's hard because there's a part of me that's like, the Chargers are better than the Ravens. They just are. But Lamar Jackson's more proven than Justin Herbert right now. Right. So I'm going to rely on that experience. He got better with his wide receivers. He's got his running back, new offensive coordinator, got paid, time to put up. Or shut up. Number six, I have the Bills. Same with you. I think they slip a little bit. But I still think that they're going to be the same old Bills. They're going to kill you on the deep ball. Josh Allen is going to go off for 800 to 1,000 rushing yards. Um, I know they're always talking about like him pulling back on runs this year. But that would hurt them more than it would help because that's not Josh Allen's game. And if you start making him play outside of his game, it'll lead to problems. But I'm also curious to see how that whole situation plays out with the whole dig situation. Number seven, I have the Steelers, my sleeper team of the year. They won nine games last year with trash at quarterback. I think Kenny, when Kenny Pickett came in, you could start to see some progress go, going forward. Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Najee, and Jalen Warren. We'll see how that backfield pans out with Pat Firemuth. I think Kenny Pickett is the quarterback in year two that takes that enormous leap. I don't think it's, I just think it's Kenny Pickett's year. And I think with Mike Tomlin, the guy's a born winner. Mm. What else do you need to see? And I just think that with their defense, they come in. Because here's the thing with the Ravens, too. Their defense isn't as good as last year, which also concerns me. The Ravens don't really have a good defense. They'll be all right. They figure it out. That's what I'm saying. Our they always do. So I actually have the Chargers and the Dolphins missing the playoffs. That's crazy. I actually have the Bengals and the Jets missing the playoffs. As crazy as it sounds. I, I, dude, I I'm look, the same way. I didn't really I'm weird. know what I'm to do weird. I'm weirdly off the Bengals this year. And I don't know why. I just way I'm way off of them. I, the whole Joe Burrow injury to me, I think that's going to be a bigger factor than a lot of people believe. I just do because if they have the backup quarterback Browning going in there, I don't even know. Who I don't is, think bro. I don't think Joe Mixon is good enough to carry that team like a no. Derrick Henry. No. So if if Joe Burrow's injury is significant, which you know I know he's been practicing, but look, if he takes one big hit to that leg, he could miss a lot of time here. 
and we were talking and, and Jamar Chase was saying, oh, yeah, let's get him back by week five. If you go get him back by week five in the ASC, that's deep like this. You are in big trouble. If you if your quarterback is out that long, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to be out that long. I think he might be able to play this week. He so there playing. is there he is, oh, he is playing that. Okay, so that's cool. That's good for them. I just I'm weirdly off the Bengals this year, and I just can't explain it why. I just I just I just a hunch, bro. I just you know what I mean. You're like standing on that shit. I am standing on it, and I hate it because they have the best they they had the second best wide receiving core in the league, and they have a top three quarterback, but. I'm just off the Bengals. I don't. I don't really necessarily trust their defense. I just don't. I mean, they lost Jesse the, Bates. They lost Jesse Bates, right? And I don't. Who else did They're, they over? They they, they overachieved over, yeah, they over the last achieved. couple of years. And that scheme. They lost Eli sure. Apple. Not that Eli Apple's anything, but Eli Apple held his own a little bit. And a defense. little bit, a little bit. He gave that little defense a little bit of swagger, right? Yeah, a, I mean, to, to like a degree. Said, yeah, yeah, but it's just like Eli. He just talks a lot of shit, and he's not that guy. Right, and then so. the Jets. Again, the whole hard knocks thing, I, I loved watching it. I get it. I understand it. But there is way too much hype for this team. Like, where we got the head coach saying that people are hating. Ain't nobody hating on the fucking Jets, dog. Oh, they're hating. Ain't nobody hating on the Jets, fam. Like, let's be real. The Jets haven't been that good in a little while. You'll so see. nobody's hating on them at all. You see. We're, everybody's looking at them like, we'll see. Right, exactly. We'll see. So I'm I'm a little I'm way off those two teams and I, I might get killed in the comments for being off of the Bengals, rightfully so, because no, everybody that. has them as a top team. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, well, Joe Burrow, if he is hurt, like if he gets hit, if he gets hit and he's on that leg and it's really that bad because he he went down with non-contact injury. That tells me a lot more than I need to know. So for me, I'm just I'm just way off the Bengals. I you can have a boatload of wide receivers, but if you have a backup quarterback that doesn't have much experience, how far can you go in the AFC that's deep like this? That's my concern with this, with those two teams. Like, I just, I'm way off from them. And it's so funny, dude, because... Somebody's going to miss the playoffs, though. Like, one of these good, good teams. teams. I know. And look, here's the thing. I feel like I have the same sentiment as you. It's just I'm that way on the Chargers. Like, I'm sitting here saying how the Cowboys are going to slip off because they got they lost Kellen Moore. But I have the team gaining Kellen Moore losing the playoffs. Oof. But it's just like the Chargers just I, I can't explain it with this team, bro. They're like, like, I don't even I don't even know. Like they're I, boneheaded. I, they do bonehead they're shit. They're like snake bitten. Yeah. They have a dumb ass head coach. Mm -hmm. And look, can Kellen Moore can is could is Kellen Moore hired to take over that job if Brandon Staley flakes a little bit this year? I think that could be something I just thought of. But it's just like I have to trust the experience with John Harbaugh and Lamar. And Lamar having more production around him than he's ever had over a team that's just snake bitten and a quarterback that's one game over 500 when he's basically had the same team. Right. He's had the same team his whole career. And right. it's like, you have to prove something to me, bro. You have to do it. It's crazy because between the Jags, the Jets, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Bills, the Bengals, like that is eight solid teams Deep. I just named that one of those teams are going to miss the playoffs. I have Cleveland sneaking in here. I have yeah. them as a sleeper team. Like there's going to be, there's always that one team that sneaks in. I mean, hell, Pittsburgh could be that I, team I'm, too. Bro, I'm telling you. They could you, be. They could they be. They are one of my favorite bets of the year. I'm not the off playoffs. them though. I'm not. I off. love Kenny Pickett. I've been saying that since last year when I saw, I just like him, dude. He's a gamer. He's a leader. Again, we talk about I don't this, hate the pick, bro. We talk don't. about this uh, fantasy-wise. Deontay Johnson, 150 targets. No touchdowns. Mm -hmm. 
if Deontay Johnson has six touchdowns next last year, they probably win another game or two, and they're in the playoffs already. So it's like George Pickens. I expect George Pickens to have a big year. Yeah, George Pickens looks like he's the real deal. Yeah. I love Pat Fryermuth. I just for me, it's the Steelers, and you've gotten me believing a little bit in the Browns because I know exactly what you're saying. I just don't think that the Deshaun from 2020 is coming back. But what if he does? If he does, this the Browns, team's explosive. The Browns will be really good, and they'll they be got very three explosive. pretty good wide receivers. Like Elijah Moore is going to have a good year. They were saying also Devontae Adams could be looking to get traded. Why can't Cleveland do that? Why I mean, couldn't they go get a guy? Why, no, not just Devontae, but I'm saying a Devontae. You put Devontae Adams opposite, or Mike Evans opposite of Amari Cooper. Deshaun Watson is 80% of what he was in Houston, and you have Nick Chubb. You got and you got Njoku, who's no slouch. You got a squad. They have a pretty good offensive line. They have one of the better offensive lines. That's and they I'm have saying. a good defense. They have corners that can play press coverage. Right. Denzel Ward. They have a really good team. They have, a, really they have good team. a good team. It's just, again. The quarterback is the question mark. Which is wild. That's why I have him at seven. He's got a fully guaranteed $250 million deal. And we're worried about him. Right. So that that that's also a good point. Like, they should actually go out and go get that wide receiver. If you invested $250 million guaranteed into your quarterback, you're all in. You're already all in. And right. And here's the thing. People Jones is – I actually think People Jones is very good. Me too. We used to laugh Me too. about no, it. He's, when, he's very good. Back when Baker was there. And yeah. I used to say, I'm a big fan of him. I think he's good. If you slide People Jones into the slot with two legit wide receivers out there, plus Nick Chubb and Njoku – he could eat underneath. See, I would I would actually put Elijah Moore in the slot because he's a little I bit love more shifty. Elijah Moore. Me too. I think he's going to be the short, immediate be guy in the route in, in in the in the passing game, and I think that's going to be a big help. And Amari Cooper, we already know what he could do. So when you add Elijah Moore and you can move the chains, and you have Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson can be what he was a little bit in Houston, this team could really take off, man. They could be a really scary team. And I, that's why I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to put the Browns ahead of the of the Bengals here. I love the pick. I'm, I am I can't wait to see how this shakes out. Me too. I really can't. It's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. Um, give me your NFC and AFC ga uh, championship games prediction. Championship game prediction. The Godfar and you guys will love this. I have the Cowboys versus the Eagles in Philly. That's my NFC championship game predictions. It, it's due. It's bound to happen. It is fucking due, and this is going to be the year. It's going to be Eagles versus Cowboys in Philly for a trip to go to the Super Bowl. AFC Championship game predictions. I got the Chargers versus the Jags. I think that's the, I think that's the matchup that I want to see, especially last year. The Jaguars coming back after uh, being down twenty eight points in the wild card round. I think the Chargers are going to look to get revenge in this game. So I like the Chargers and the Jags here. All right, I'm going out on a limb here. Um, initially, I thought that it could be the Eagles and the Cowboys, and I think that would be a dream scenario, A, for ratings, <laughs> and just B, for that. But after looking at the schedules, I have the Lions coming to Philadelphia. Whoa. Wow. I'm, I'm dead ass. I think the Lions get their first two Super Bowl victories Holy since shit. 1991. I really believe that shit, too, because I think they have a pretty easy schedule, and I think that they could get rolling. Jared Goff has playoff experience, and I think that the Lions are the team that sneaks up on people. I, I have like them it. finishing third. So I think that the Lions will come to Philadelphia, okay. and, I, and we'll go there after that. Okay. But, and then in the AFC, it's jet up over to Jaguars. Aaron Rodgers is going back to the Super Bowl in his first year with the Jets, and it's going to be a storybook oh my God. type of year for the Jets. So you got them going to the Super Bowl. I got Absolutely. them just in the playoffs. This is fucking awesome. That's so fitting. This That's is so, so great. But I'm telling you, damn, I'm telling you, Jet up, Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson are, and that defense 
with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. So your Super Bowl is Jets versus the Lions? No, Eagles versus the Jets. Eagles versus the Jets. Okay, and, and you, have, have the, you have the Jets beating the Eagles. No, I have the Eagles beating the Jets. Okay. I have the Eagles beating the Jets. Aaron Rodgers gets back to his second Super Bowl. He does not win it. The Eagles win it. Jalen Hurts is Super Bowl MVP, and he writes the wrong from last year. But the Jets are representing the AFC next year. That is the team that is coming out of nowhere and going and going to get hot at the end of the year and go on a playoff run. They had the schedule to do it. I will say their their, their last six game is very favorable. For I them here's the you. thing. I have the we're going to go over our schedule in a minute uh, for our picks for Monday night in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean for week one. Yep. I think the Jets are going to fare better in these first six games than people are giving them credit for. Mm. There are people saying that the Jets are coming out of the gate two and four. I already think the Jets win Monday night in an upset against Buffalo. I think that the Jets, if the Jets are four and two. Is it an upset? What? Is it an upset? By the line. Okay. By the I line. I personally don't think it's an upset because I, I have the Jets being better. Yeah. If the Jets, if the Jets are four and two coming out of this first six game gauntlet and head into that bye week, the Jet the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Mark my words. You said what? If they go what? Four and what? If they can be four and two or even three and three, just get out of that at five hundred. Don't be under five hundred. I think that they do that. So I, if they if they lose week one, are you concerned? No, no, not at all. Not, but if they win, I am more encouraged than ever. Fair. Okay. I am more encouraged than ever because you have a new group, a new quarterback, and there's a lot of pressure on them, especially with the talk about the offensive line. That offensive line comes out and gives up a sack or two. People will start turning on maybe the Jets are a lot better than we predicted because I think the Jets offensive line has ability. I think the Jets, I think the Jets offensive line went from being, went from being like, it's like wildly underrated now. Like they're acting like the boys can't play and they're just trash, trash. And I just, I don't believe that. I think Aaron Rodgers has a quick trigger enough to negate the pressure with Zach Wilson and Mike, Mike White couldn't do that. So he'll be able to hide that offensive line similar to the way Matt Stafford did with the Rams. The Rams didn't have that good of an offensive line when they won the Super Bowl, but Matt Stafford was able to negate it a little bit because he was getting the ball out quick to Cooper cup. The only thing I would say about that is we're expecting Aaron Rodgers to make the Super Bowl in an AFC that is this deep, and he hasn't been able to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC in 13 years. Yep. I would be shocked. That would be pretty cool. Because I – storylines, and that would be the storyline. He sticks it to the Packers. He doesn't win it, but he gets back there, and that makes him come back for a second year with the Jets. See, I so my Super Bowl is Eagles versus Chargers. I have the Eagles winning the Super Bowl 24-17, and I have Jalen Hurts to be the MVP. However, this is a storyline for me because you have two young quarterbacks, right, in their respective third or fourth years in the league. And to make the Super Bowl, I think Justin Herbert is going to right his wrongs this year, um, especially after, you know, the debacle that he had in the wild card game being up 28 points, right? I think he's going to right his wrongs against Jacksonville. I think they're going to win. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. But they're going to lose to the Eagles because the Eagles are just a better football team overall. And I don't see the Eagles losing two in a row. That locker room is is a bunch of veterans. They've been there before. And dogs. Yes, they're yes, and they've been there before. I just I'll take the experience over the you know the high powered offense. I will say. So that's that's my Super Bowl prediction. I, I we we're, we're, be more off. I mean, We're so different. off. You don't have the Chargers in the playoffs. I don't have the Jets in the playoffs. I had the Chargers in the Super Bowl, and you had the Jets in the Super Bowl. But we both had the Eagles, so we're consistent it in that regard. Because I feel like everybody's picking the Eagles. 
and I hate that. I hate that too. But in the NFC, I I just again I don't see anybody that really can fuck with them, bro. That's why I picked the Lions because I'm like I'm rooting for them number one, and I think the Lions are really good, and I think that they have a chance to do that and shock the world. Right, I really do. So it's like, I, I just why not? Because I, I don't think there's another dominant team in the NFC. I'm I'm with you. Like you know, like I said, I think Dallas Cowboys could give the Eagles a little bit of run just because you know familiarity within division and stuff like that. And I think Dallas is very talented, but I don't think they could fuck with the Eagles like that. I think the Eagles are just slam dunk the best team. I think they're on a mission this year. Okay. I think they get it done. I really do. All right, so we have a little. We're gonna pivot here a little bit after that. Um, what player in the league will change his narrative about them heading into next season? You said you have a big one here, right? No, this is the next question. The next question? Okay. Because I was going to say, I'll let you go second on that one. Okay. So what player in the league? I, I have Jared Goff. I think he gets his respect this season after leading uh, the playing, uh, after leading the, the Lions to its first divisional title since 1993. I think Jared Goff gets back in the good graces of the overall media and recognized as a certified top 8 to 10 quarterback. Jared Goff, since joining the Lions, has 48 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and 7,683 passing yards. This guy, I mean, look, 48 touchdowns and 15 picks in the last two years. What can we say about this guy? Because if that was Justin Herbert's numbers, everybody would be on their knees. That's 24 So and to seven, me, bro. yeah. Like, Those are good numbers. They're good numbers, man. The ratio was three to one. Three touchdowns to one, one pick. To me, that's a successful quarterback. Even the Hall of Fame quarterbacks don't even have that high of a ratio. So for him to do that with the Lions, that tells me something because he was he was put there to die. That's exactly why he was there. And you know what? The way he responded, I got to tip my hat to him. And he's been to the Super Bowl. He's had success with the Rams. They just casted him out because they just feel like Matthew Stafford had a better chance to win the Super Bowl. And they were right. Okay, that, that's fair. But I think Jared Goff is a damn good quarterback, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get his respect this year. My narrative uh, change for next year is Geno Smith. Last year he threw for forty three hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, and eleven interceptions. Geno Smith and Pete Carroll threw the ball last year more than they ever did in Russell Wilson's ten ten year tenure with the Seahawks. What's that tell you about Russell Wilson? <sighs> We can go on a long, a long podcast saying, about him. Russell Wilson was protected by running the ball. It was Pete Carroll. And so I Marshawn will stand Lynch. on that. It was Marshawn. He was the beneficiary of Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett's an elite run game in Marshawn Lynch and a fucking stout defense. The Here's, second best defense of the 2000s. The Legion. Ravens and the Legion of Boom. You could put Denver up there with, with, with oh, Peyton. Yeah. All right. So you say top three. But the Legion of Boom was different. Right. So I just feel like Geno Smith this year wins a play wins a playoff game, maybe solidifies his spot as Seattle starter for the next few years. I like that. Draft a quarterback. I really do. I'm rooting for Geno. I really but am, I man. love the Jared Goff one. Love the I'm rooting Jared for Goff Gino. One. Yeah. 48 touchdowns and 15 picks. Pretty crazy, right? It's incredible. That's, he's <laughs> a good quarterback, dude. I know. He doesn't get the respect. And yeah, I, I, I hope he Detroit. can get his flowers this year. He, I, will. I, he yeah. will when he goes to the NFC Championship game. It would be a great story because, man, like they haven't – I was one years old when they won the division title. I was one. I'm fucking 31, bro. <laughs> they haven't won that shit in 30 years. That would be a great, cool story. It's amazing. And I, could, I couldn't be more happy for Dan Campbell because he, he, he deserves it because everybody clowned him when he did his little interview mm -hmm. and shit like that coming in there. But that was himself. Yep. And now the whole media loves him because they know that he wasn't just acting. Yep, exactly right. All right, last thing before we get into our uh, picks for the week. Um, 
hold on. I wasn't looking at it. My bad. Name a prediction that will happen during the season that will turn heads. Now, I know you said you have a crazy one. Mine's kind of short and sweet. I'm saying that the Cardinals tank. Kyler Murray does not play this year, and next year he gets traded to the Titans. And they draft Caleb uh, Williams? And they go for Caleb Williams, who does not come out. Wow. There was a report that said he wasn't going to come out. He's if not he coming out. Comfortable the Cardinals with the organization is, I think, is a shit show. I think they have poor leadership. I think their owner's, owner's an idiot. And I think Jonathan Gannon is not a good head coach. I think he's way over his head. I don't think John. That's perfect. A perfect way to put it. I don't think Jonathan Gannon is built to be a head coach. And I just feel like they're not. They're going to try and tank. Who knows? Maybe they'll go get Shador. If Caleb Williams stays, I'm just saying, and Shador or whoever, or if he may. comes, if he's eligible, yeah, he'll come or, out, may, or he will be eligible. He will I don't be. Know. I don't or know. Or may or whoever it may be. Um, but Caleb Williams stays if it's the Cardinals. Kyler Murray gets traded to the Titans. And that will be a really big problem for Mike Vrabel. To the Titans. Yes, because I think Will Levis stinks. I think Ryan Tannehill stinks. Malik Willis, they were saying, was outperforming Will Levis, and they were going to cut Malik Willis. Wow. I like that prediction. That is fucking fire. All right. Here's mine. Mr. Rogers took a $35 million pay cut for a reason, right? $35 million that he took a pay cut. And he was happy about doing it. Why did he do that? Because he really, he, he recognizes I'm a Garrett Wilson injury away from having a really bum-ass offense. I'm back to Green Bay. They have good two good running backs, and they have mid-ass wide receivers after that. What did he have in Green Bay? A Alan rookie. Lazard. Uh, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and two good backs. Yep. Right? And a mid-tight end, you would say. So for me, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, all right, there's a wide receiver out there that didn't get paid yet. Mr. Evans, hey, come step right up. Come come to New York, buddy. I think Mike Evans is going to get traded to New York at some point in the season. I love that, bro. I think the Jets I realize, that. I think the Jets are going to realize we are one playmaker away to go along with Garrett Wilson to really make a run. If you're going to go all in with Aaron Rodgers and trade in two first round picks, you are going to go and go get a guy like Mike Evans because he can help lift the team and he has a veteran presence. He has a you know respect for uh, the deep ball, and he's had a thousand yards every single season he's been in the league. So if you pair him with Garrett Wilson, I love that for him. Mike Evans is thirty years old. The window for the Jets is now, and I think Mike Evans gets a two-year deal in New York when he gets traded, which will give him an opportunity to win again instead of being on a potential rebuild. I, I love, love that, this. Bro. I, I think Mike that. Evans is going to be a Jet, and I hate that for him. That's, <laughs> that's so funny, though, because like I, we were talking about that, and I was saying with the Browns, like, dude, they'll go get Mike Evans. No, when you said Mike Evans, they'll go, get, like, they go get Devontae Adams. Could the Giants step in and get Mike Evans? And look, the NFC, the Bucks are in the NFC, the Jets are in the AFC. So there's no, you know, parallel within their conference, their respective conference. Whereas Devontae Adams is in the AFC. Along yes. with the Jets. So I think Devontae Adams will command a bigger price tag than Mike Evans. Absolutely. But if I had Mike Evans and Garrett Wilson for a cheaper price, how could you be mad at it? Yep. Like I said, they're one injury away from on Garrett Wilson from being a really bum-ass team. Got it. And that's how I see it, man. All right, let's go into our week one slate. Give me your iconic lock of the week. 
The Jaguars at minus four and a half. I'm starting to scratch my head. I'm starting to feel like the, you know, the Vegas is trying to fuck with me, but I'm not buying it. I, I think the Jags at minus four and a half is a certified lock. Uh, the Colts don't have anything that scares me against Jacksonville at all. Jacksonville should run up the score on his team. And I personally don't like the Colts offense until I see something in Anthony Richardson. When I watched him in preseason, he did anything but impress me. So to me, I got the Jaguars at minus four and a half. I have the Ravens minus 10. John Harbaugh against a rookie head coach. They are going to blow the doors off of the Texan. It is mm -hmm. going to be a long day for CJ Stroud, Damian Pierce, and those skill players. I don't, I love that pick. I would, that was, that was one of my, that was my second one. Give me your psychotic upset of the week. If you have one. I do have one. I got the Browns over the Bengals. I didn't mince my words. The Browns over the Bengals. <laughs> the reasons. The Browns will run the football. They're going to play good defense. They're going to attack Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, look, he might be a little bit injured, so they had the defensive linemen to go, to go after him, cause turnovers. I like the Browns in this matchup. They're playing at home. I think everybody and their mother is going to take the Bengals because they have Burrow, Chase, Higgins. I get it. I Cool. They're good. They're good players. I'm not hating. But the Browns here is my psychotic upset of the week, baby. Give me the Steelers outright. Against you, you don't have one? I have the psychotic upset of the week. I'm taking the Steelers to beat the 49ers. 49ers are traveling across the country for a 1 o'clock game. You got Brock Purdy going against TJ Watt and Mike, and, um, and Mike Tomlin. Kenny Pickett is going to show up, show out. De Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Fryermuth, all them boys are going to get up into 49ers. It's going to calm the hype down on the 49ers with the Brock Purdy shit. And it's going to solidify that the Mike Tomlin and the Steelers are ready to make a playoff. I love that pick. Starting in week one. Love that pick. Love it. All right. Who you got? Um, let's do our final slate before we get out let's of here. Do it. Niners minus two and a half at the Steelers. Give me the Steelers here. Everything you said, the cross country shit. I like the Steelers here. The Steelers have been building momentum all preseason. They look like a great offense that's looking to take the next step. The Niners here are in a bad spot. I'll take the Steelers here. Give me the uh, – I got the Steelers, the obviously. Panthers at Falcons, minus three and a half. I like the Falcons here at minus three and a half. I'm a little iffy about Desmond Ritter, but I do like them here at home, so I'll take the Falcons minus three and a half. I have the Panthers here outright. Mm. Um, I think that every year there's always that one rookie quarterback that comes in and kind of plays okay. well. I think that with Thielen and um, – whatchamacallit – and Miles Sanders, I think I, – I think that – I just think that um, – what's his face? Oh, my God. Bryce Young, I think he has a day. I think he has a decent day, and – the Falcons, I don't think, are world beaters, so I feel like that's a perfect opportunity for the Panthers, and I always feel like the Panthers and the Falcons win in each other's crib. <laughs> Texans at Ravens. Ravens minus 10. Ravens minus 10. I don't need to say anything else. All day. Yeah. Bengals minus 2.5 at the Browns. Browns. You have the Browns yep. outright. I'm going to go with the Bengals, but I think the Browns cover. They always play them tough. Okay. Bucks at Vikings. Vikings minus six. I got the Vikings money line here, but I'll take the Bucks with the points. I just feel like the Bucks are kind of being like that team that's being casted out. I think they're going to come out week one swinging. I think the Buck. I'm taking the Bucks here outright. I think the Bucks had a tremendous momentum building preseason. I think it was um, a confidence builder for Baker Mayfield, Chris Godwin, and that offense, even Todd Bowles. Um, and I just like them. I feel like everybody's going to bet the Vikings because it's Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, and they're expected to be one of the worst teams in the league. And I think that they could come out. It's week one. Anything could happen. And give me Baker Mayfield to shut up the critics. Anything can happen.
as long as you don't try to. <laughs> Cardinals at Commanders. I like the Commanders, Commanders. Minus seven. I got the Commanders here, minus seven. I think Sam Howell first for over 300 yards. I think he has three touchdowns. I think he has a fantastic day, and I think he's going to put the NFC on, on a little bit of notice. Commanders minus seven. They're putting foots in the Cardinals. This is easily the best streaming defense for fantasy purposes. I picked them up. They may be shut out. Mm. They may be they, that may be a shutout. Could be. And if so, Tom, I'm I'm getting in your ass. Who's who's their quarterback? Clayton. Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs and Clayton Tune or whatever. I don't even know. Oh, I don't man. even know who Josh Dobbs is. I just know because I looked. Well, it Josh up. Dobbs played. He was on. Oh, the, yeah. He was on the Steelers, he was on right? The Steelers. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. I, I I'm with you. <laughs> Titans at Saints. Saints minus three. I got the Saints here, but I got a push. I think this is a three-point game. I think the Vegas has it right. I think it's this game could go either way. I think the Saints are going to win on the last second field goal. I'm going with the Titans here outright. I think Mike Vrabel is better than Dennis Allen. I think there's a lot of hype on the Saints. I think there's a lot of down on the Titans, and I just feel like the Titans could do it. I think Den I think Derek and Derrick Henry does his normal thing. Yep. 30 touches for 8,000 yards. Jags at Colts. You already gave yours mm -hmm. on that. I have the Jaguars minus four and a half. That line is tricky, though, to be honest. It's weird. That's low as shit. Like, how are the Ravens minus 10 against the Texans, but the Jags are only four and a half against the Colts? Right. Division or not. So that's a little tricky, but I'll take the Jags both ways. Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks minus five and a half. Cooper Cup apparently is out and maybe going to IR. Yeah, I got the Seahawks money line, but I got the Rams to cover the five and a half. I, I do. That, that line to me is very low. The Rams are without their best player in, in, in the wide receiver group, and they have Van Jefferson as their one, and it's only a five-and-a-half-point game, and it's in Seattle. That's a weird line to me. I'll take the Rams with the points here. All right. Hold on one second. I missed my spot. Um, I'm taking Seattle both ways here. Seattle's are going to dominate the Rams, especially if they don't have Cooper Cup. Their best option is going to be Van Jefferson. Right. And Higby, maybe. I know. I just, the that's line a, to me problem. is a weird line. Oh, and Skoranek. It's a weird line. But Eagles minus three and a half at the Patriots. I got the Eagles money line, but give me the Patriots with the points. To me, this, this three and a half line scares the shit out of me for the Eagles. Because to me, like we, what you pointed out, the Ravens minus 10. I know the Ravens are home in that in that matchup and the Eagles are away. But the, to me, the Patriots, I mean, who do they have at wide receiver? Juju Smith-Schuster's knee is getting ready to explode, according to a report. Yo, did you read that? Yeah. That's I, the, how did he pass a physical? That's what I'm saying. And then you got Devontae Parker, who's also suffered another injury. Like, I, I don't know his status for Sunday. So it's like... Who the hell are they going to throw the ball to? Tyquan Thornton? Like, I, I just don't know if there's enough there. But the line to me at three and a half is very, very fishy. But I'll take the Patriots with the points just because of that. I'm taking the Eagles here. Um, I think the Patriots really have no playmakers outside of Ramondre Stevenson. I hope Ramondre Stevenson finds the end zone or makes something happen. Obviously, because I have him in fantasy. Right. But I just, the Eagles are just a better team. Unless, I don't know, may, un, unless Mac Jones has something up his sleeve with Bill Belichick. But. I don't see it. They don't have skill players on the outside. Yep. They just don't have them. Raiders at Broncos. Broncos minus four. Raiders money line. I'm picking against Fuck. the Broncos every single fucking week. I hate this team. I never liked them. I think Russell Wilson's fucking corny as hell. I'll never root for him. <laughs> and I just, I don't like the way he moves or operates. I'm I'm way off that, man. I have the Raiders too on the money line, bro. <laughs> yeah. I really do. I think, I, yo, I think the Raiders and the Broncos are similar. I think I the Broncos too. have a way better defense, but... I think the Raiders offense could be better. 
They have a better run game. They have a better wide receiver. And right at this point in time, Jimmy G is on the level of Russell Wilson. They are. They're both in tur- they're both in turmoil. Like Sean Payton came out with his comments about Russell Wilson, Russell Inc. Like I thought that was yeah, fucking bro, hilarious. Yeah, bro, you're not running for public office. Stop with your fucking image. Right. Play football. That and then also Chandler Jones coming out and saying something about not playing for the Raiders anymore. He unfollowed the team. He unfollowed Max Crosby. I was looking forward to seeing Crosby and Chandler Jones. So to me, they're the, they're both like the similar franchises, yeah. both in turmoil. So, but I'll take the Raiders here. Give me give me Jimmy G over uh, Russell Wilson. No cat. Yeah, no cat. No cat. Packers at Bears. Bears minus one. I got the Packers here. I think the Packers are the better team. I think Jordan Love is going to ball out, and I'm not sold on Justin Fields. I'm taking the Bears here. I think it's too big of a game for Justin Fields because if the if Justin Fields comes out here and loses to Jordan Love in his in his debut as a home game a home opener, and the Bears are at home, Justin Fields is going to get there's going to most bet. MVP guy in the offseason, mm. and you come out and lose to Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs, and Christian Watson, they're well, going to blow you apart after they improved your offensive line. You got Khalil Herbert. You got DJ Moore. You got Cole Komet. You got Chase Claypool. He stinks, but everybody still talks about him like he's good. He was good enough for a second-round pick, right? That's my point. So give, I'll Did take for a second-round pick? Yeah, embarrassing. Dolphins at Chargers. Chargers minus two and a half. Uh, Chargers two and a half here. They're home. I like this offense. I think I think they're going to win this game. I got the Chargers as well, minus two and a half at home. They have a bad taste in their mouth from that wild card. A hundred percent. I think they have a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Dolphins coming across the country. I like the Dolphins head coach though. Yo, I just weird, I just do. I think he's a players coach. I think they really fuck with him. Like he's a weirdo. I, he's a weirdo, but he's himself. Like I think Tyree kills saying great things about him all the time. Any chance he can, that tells me volumes because Tyree Kill is a big presence in the NFL. And then when a guy like, like that can get on board with the head coach, the coach the head coach is doing something right. When I watch Mike Mike McDaniel's talk in interviews, like he don't like speak in sentences. He doesn't care. But it's it's not even that, bro. It's just like he's just he just he looks like he's not all there. He, like he just looks like he's in space. He was hitting the flare on the sideline. That's a, yeah. I you know what? Actually, I rock with that. Yeah, yeah. You changed my mind. You changed my mind because it, it'd be necessary sometimes. <laughs> it'd be like that. I get it. I fuck with him, yo. Yeah, that was cube talk. <laughs> all right, Sunday night football. Cowboys minus three and a half at the Giants. I got the Cowboys money line, uh, but I'll take the Giants with the points here. I got the Giants winning this game outright. I think it's a good spot for the Giants. I think the Cowboys, it's going to be a new offense. I am not high on the Cowboys this year. I'm not high on them. I think the Gi- I think the Giants come out and win their home opener at home. The Giants haven't beaten them in a little while, too. So laws that of is, average. Yeah, it, yeah, laws of average, I get that. I'll take the Giants with the points, though. I just I think there'll be a, cl- a closer game. They're always pretty close. Always. They're always respectful. Yep. All right, last one before we get out of here. Bills minus two and a half at the Jets. You already know who I'm taking, baby. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills here at minus two and a half, and I think it's a slam dunk. I know it's September 11th. I know it's going to be New York, but I hate to say it. The the Buffalo Bills are going to spoil the party. I think a lot of people are going to pick the Jets for that reason, so I'll fade the public, and I have a better quarterback right now in Josh Allen. I'm fading Nick, of course, because Aaron Rodgers is going to jet up. They're going to start out the season 1-0, and and Tuesday – that's how we're starting. What's better on this game, actually? Want to bet on this game? What do you want to do? Because Tuesday we'll burn and then we'll eat. All right. So you want to bet for? Uh, Let's do a chicken Caesar salad, extra dressing, extra Parmesan cheese. Well, that's perfect timing because I'll be on a diet that time. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so you, you got that on All right. camera. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 171. Starting next week, we're back to two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. 
theories. Take it away. Oh man, what a pod! That was a lot of fun, a lot of fireworks. So if you guys haven't, if you guys missed that, go go hit the replay button. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher. And all that other shit. Also follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on X, Facebook, Twitter, and... Oh, no, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> X, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And we will see you guys next week at PI, baby. Enjoy week one. I'm caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Couple peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she try and grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bad eye vision. Y'all can't pass my scrimmage. Why y'all tripping? It's Aruba. I realized I had to.